Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. So today we have Sam Winsberry on the mic, and I'm super stoked to have Sam here because Sam and I are both kind of kindred spirits when it comes to LinkedIn and leveraging the power of LinkedIn to generate business for your company, and also just as a branding tool. So we're going to be talking today really about what most people don't know about personal branding. So Sam, say what's up to everybody, and then tell us something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey guys, and hey Josh, thank you very much for the warm introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. So, something about me that most people don't know, probably that I'm actually a bit of a music snob. I kind of keep that hidden, especially on LinkedIn and, and socials. I talk a, a lot about my personality, but not the fact that I'm a bit of a music snob. So, yeah, and I think even people close to me don't really realize that. I don't share it too much, but I'm big into my music. So you have to tell us what genre then, because <laughs> some people say music snob question. and they're like, yeah, I listen to hip hop and you're like, <laughs> I mean, everything from jazz, soul, neo soul, electronic, I could, I could go on for hours. <laughs> I can't really confine it to one genre. Oh, good. Cause yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of a multifaceted music listener myself, but yeah. When you become an entrepreneur, you kind of lose your music side sometimes because you spend so much time you know, studying or listening to podcasts or what have you, but uh, at least that happened to me. But yeah, it's, yeah, so let's hop into the meat. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, right? So let's talk a little bit about personal branding. Give us a little bit of background on your personal branding experience and then what you guys are doing right now to make it happen. Sure. So the way I got into it was almost by accident, actually. I was... At the time, I was almost running a marketing agency, doing sort of traditional marketing stuff, things like Facebook advertisement. And I was using my LinkedIn profile to basically generate clients for that. Someone had said to me, LinkedIn's the place to be. And I kind of thought, mm, is it really? It's, I thought it was just this corporate environment where people get jobs and upload their resumes. But I tried it out and what eventually started happening when I was posting content and work on my profile was people actually began reaching out to me for help with their LinkedIn profiles rather than with things like Facebook advertising. So it was kind of just a natural transition that I made. And I thought, look, if I can generate clients on here and there's lots of other people coming to me wanting the same, there's, there's clearly an opportunity to do something here and to actually help people grow their businesses with it. So that's how I got into it. it was, almost an accident if you like <laughs> those are the best businesses though it just naturally yeah. goes into it well, yeah. so, and you, you know a lot of people when, when it comes to LinkedIn like you said they, they view it as a corporate environment they view it as kind of a resume builder but uh, you and I both know it's it's one of the most powerful branding tools so you talked about people coming to you and saying hey how do I you know how do I optimize my LinkedIn so what did you do specifically that started attracting people to come to you yeah so it's largely focused around two or three core things the first is your profile you can generate all the views in the world but if your profile is poor and it doesn't clearly show who you help what you help them achieve and the results or credibility you have in doing so then the people aren't really going to be bothered it's like it's like paying for facebook ads to drive someone to a website but your website's terrible 
right. it's, it's not going to convert. So it's almost, it's almost like your home that, that has to be in, in tip-top condition. The other two things are content. So LinkedIn at the moment, for, for anyone that doesn't know, is doing a similar thing to what Facebook did in the early 2010s. So the organic reach is super high, meaning you can actually get your content, your posts in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people very, very easily. And these are people that you're either connected to, so they know a little bit about what you're doing. They're not connected to you, so they have, they have no idea or they've sort of seen your face around but aren't really sure. So you can connect with all these sorts of people and prove your expertise through your content whilst growing your audience and driving those people to your profile. The third is relationships. You know, there are some people on LinkedIn that make their profile and they will just spam out tons and tons of first message sales, which is, I'm sure probably everyone listening has received one and probably doubt, one today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do get them. Day. I doubt anyone has ever actually bought from them. So the people that are succeeding the most on LinkedIn are the people that are building effective relationships. So I think those three things, your profile, your content and the relationships you build in combination are probably the key to, to finding success on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Yeah. And I really love the third piece of the relationship side because, you know, we talk about that a lot, but it's not about spamming out to people, right? I, I believe you can, and this is just kind of me, you might completely disagree with me on this, but that's what the show's for, right? <laughs> we, we can argue over it. Um, I, I believe you can automate the first message in connecting with people because there's very specific algorithms where you can get people to connect with you, but I think that's where the automation has to stop, right? Because once they've connected with you, it's, it's not about spamming them with messages. It's about handpicking the people and saying, these are the type of like ideal customers. Sure. This is, this is an interesting point, and I'm still actually undecided on it. So I think until very recently, yeah, you can definitely also make the first message, and it's been very successful for a lot of people. But what we're starting to see nowadays is as that strategy has been used quite a lot over the last couple of years, people are developing a little bit of apprehension towards it. So whilst an automated connection request, if you like, will actually get someone to connect with you it kind of plants that seed of of doubt in their mind as to your intentions so whether you're actually whether you actually care about what they're doing or whether you're simply there to sell something so whilst automating a connection request probably won't get a lot of them turned down once you do connect with that person there's going to be that little bit of uh, doubt i guess or suspicion about why you're actually connecting with them so i think that's where they kind of um, manual side of things and really personalizing your, your request and connecting on that personal level first can be more beneficial, but it's an interesting sort of transition period we're in between the two at the moment. Yeah. And we, we actually built a lot of our, our audience using those automated messages initially. Um, and you bring up a good point. I mean, honestly, it might just be setting them up to fail at the beginning. There's, I think you kind of have to gauge it. So, so when you say you reach out to them manually or organically, like what, what are some of the methods you've been using to actually reach out to people and finding them, honestly? Yeah. So there's, there's sort of two different sides to this. There's the finding them in the first place. What you can do is you can pay for sales navigator, which is something 70, 80 bucks a month, I think. Yeah. Um, and that, that gives you really targeted searches and it allows you to, boil down your searches to number of employees, years in current experience. So if you're super 
you're hyper-targeted with your audience, it's a great way to actually find them. But what we're finding more and more is you can actually find fairly targeted, fairly good leads through the normal search function because it does actually have a lot of features. It has a lot of filtering options that you can do and you can use Boolean search. So even without spending 70, 80 bucks a month, you can get pretty targeted search results and you can find people that fit your client persona or your, your ideal prospects very neatly. Once you've found them, in terms of actually connecting, the best way that I've found is connecting first of all on that personal level. Don't go straight to business. Sure, that's probably what you're going to end up talking about, especially on a platform like LinkedIn that is tailored towards business. But actually connect on a personal level first. Do that through things like mutual interests. So let's say I was reaching out to you. If you had a a one-liner in your about section saying that you're a music lover, perfect. I'm going to use that because that's going to generate rapport between us. It's going to build up a bit of trust. So I think... Yeah, you can you can find pretty targeted people through the search function and then connect on a personal level, first of all. That's awesome. Yeah, I do like that. And you you kind of threw this in there in passing, but I think it, this is one of the most powerful functions in LinkedIn. So can you talk a little bit about the Boolean searches? Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know, Boolean search allows you to essentially search for more than one thing at a time. So you could search for... Um, CEO and founder rather than searching CEO founder normally by just typing the two in, which is going to give you a list of people who have both those things in the tagline or both those things in their about section or throughout the profile. If you Boolean search them, so I don't want to, I don't want to get too intricate with how to actually do a Boolean search. You can (laughs) find that fairly easy, but you can actually search for, for either of the profiles and then by using functions like the, the or function and the, and function in Boolean search, you can kind of um, target those people down. So you can t- target them to founders or CEOs within certain niches, within certain industries, or with certain keywords within their profiles. That's where understanding your audience comes in a lot. And this is this baffles me how many people try and market or try and sell a product without first understanding the people that they're trying to sell it to. Right. Once once you sort of understand them a lot more, you can use those keywords to connect with them more effectively. Yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for bringing that in because I do think that that's a function that should be used. Um, And one of the big things that a lot of people don't think about when using LinkedIn is if you use the dream 100 concept, right? You know, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but, but uh, you know, reaching out to people who already have presence in other places, you know, people who have a podcast or they have a, um, you know, a big Facebook following or a big Instagram following or what have you. So you've heard of them, you've seen their content they're a lot easier to connect with than like than you'd think if you don't automate connect with them, right? You can handpick those people um, and you can grow your presence pretty quickly. So um, unless you, do you have something else you want to talk about on that end of things? No, no, I think you've nailed that. You've oh, really hit the nail on the head there. Because <laughs> I, I want to now move on to, especially when we're coming up to the end of our time here, but I want to ask you a little bit about your content strategy and what you're using because, you know, you've done this as a consultant, you've done done for you services for this, you know, you, you're somebody with a lot of experience in the LinkedIn space. What have you found to be kind of an effective content strategy? Because I mean, you have what, half a million views on your content this year? Yeah, that's well in the last twelve months or so. So not in twenty twenty, but over the last twelve months, yeah. See, and that's that's crazy. So yeah, fill us in on that a little bit. Yeah, so content is obviously a key part of, of how we want to use personal brand of our personal brand on LinkedIn because 
realistically, we don't want to be sat around spending hours reaching out to people every day. In an ideal world, people are coming to us. And obviously that's how my journey with personal branding started was through the content. And there are sort of three core forms and three core buckets of content that you want to post. And I'll distinguish between those two. So the three core forms are kind of overarching types of posts. And they are, I think we should be posting value posts. So where you're actually teaching something, they're educational. Proofing posts, which show your expertise, show your experience. That might be something like a case study. It might be a testimonial, a client result. It might be a feature you've had in Forbes, for example. And the other is personal posts. So things that are actually personal to you about your personality, not so much to do with business. They might be related, but the focus is on who you are as a person. That's going to allow people to actually relate to you. So that could be stories about your journey in entrepreneurship. Some of the things I shared at the start about how I got into personal branding, for example. That's really key in getting people to relate to you because that's going to build trust. So those are sort of the types of content you want to be posting. And you can mix those up between text posts, videos, photos, infographics. You can be fairly flexible with that. And I'd actually encourage people to experiment with different types of content. You've then got buckets of content. So these are topics, if you like. And generally, you want to stick to three core topics. And that's going to vary from person to person. So for me, it would be things like personal branding, entrepreneurship, and content. Right, those are the three core things that I help people with. So they're going to be the things I want to, to post around and build up this perception of expertise around. So if you stick to those three, you're going to start to build up a really targeted following of people that are actually interested in those things. And those are going to be the people that you can actually help. That is awesome. I love that. And I do want to ask you a couple questions about that because I've actually never heard it explained that way, but I think that's really cool to put it into those three, I guess, forms of content because I know for me, one of the ones I struggle with is the personal ones. I'm like, what do I even post? Because my life is business, right? I guess that's my hobby. <laughs> and yeah. so when it comes to that, like, what's kind of the gauge as far as how much of each you should be posting? Is that different per person or you know, should you be posting more value posts than anything else? Yeah, I do think you should post more value posts. That's the strategy I've adopted. And I think it's best in terms of actually building up this, um, the brand for yourself as someone that is an expertise within your niche. You know, you need to show your knowledge and not just what you know, but your unique knowledge. So things you know through your experience that maybe other people aren't teaching. Is anyone can read a couple of books and regurgitate what's been said. But it takes a lot more expertise to actually give your unique insights on that or share something that you've learned through your experience. So yeah, I definitely recommend posting the majority value. If you're, let's say you're posting five times a week, you can split it up fairly easily by going three days posting value content or, or educational content, and then two days with a proofing post and a personal post. Um, so if let's say you're posting five days a week, a three and two split is a great way to, to divide it up. Yeah, that's awesome. I know a lot of people even struggle with that, you know, as far as the teaching goes, but what have you found to be kind of the most effective way to come up with really good rock solid value? Cause I, I know there's, there's times even where I'm like putting something out and I'm like, I'm not even loving this. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, and I scrap it. So I half the time, but yeah. So again, it comes down to actually understanding your audience. So knowing the things they want to know, there's loads of resources you can use to find that stuff. And 
And I'd hope that most people have used things like Quora, Google Trends, Answer the Public. These are all free tools you can use to understand your audience and as well as just speaking to them, <laughs> get to know them as people, ask them questions, right. find out what they want to know. And in an ideal world, your product or your service is going to be tailored around those things. So one thing I found particularly useful, and this is great for like marketers and coaches, is actually breaking down a program that you offer. So I will break down my full coaching program and just teach it week to week. So each week of my coaching program provides a topic that I can post about. And that's sort of an, an overall theme for the week that I can break down into five or six posts. I might write, generally I'll write a blog post about them. So that forms the basis of kind of a, a long form piece of content. I can break that long form piece of content down into five or six posts and that way you sort of never really run out of ideas. And actually I've found that the more ideas you come up with, so the more you start posting and the more you get used to posting regularly, the more ideas you'll, you'll start to come up with. So it's kind of, it spirals, which is quite nice. You've just got to get over that initial barrier of, of mind blocks, I guess. Right. Like what are, what are the core pieces of content? That's why I like where you talk about the buckets, because if you kind of have your, your framework, you know, what you build around, it becomes pretty easy to, spin off little pieces of content. So that's really cool. Well, Sam, you've brought a lot of value today. And I really appreciate you, you know, talking about what's actually working. That's what we're here to talk about, you know, and, and I would recommend to everybody to go apply what he's talked about, especially in the content strategy side, building your profile, the relationships, all of that. But on top of that, Sam, you actually help people to do this in their own, in their own businesses or on LinkedIn profiles. So where can people reach out to you um, to be able to work with you? Yeah, the best place is just on LinkedIn. I'm Sam Winsbury on there. You should be able to find me. I don't think there are too many others. I'll, I'll likely be the top of the results if you search for that. So <laughs> you definitely. <were. laughs> so yeah, I'm happy to connect with anyone listening over there. Awesome. I love that. So go to, so the handle's at Sam Winsbury and make sure you go connect with him, whether you're going to work with him or not, because Sam puts out some awesome content. And Sam, thanks again for coming on the show. But before we sign off today, What's one final parting piece of guidance you have for our audience? If you could just leave one thing with them, what would it be? Show up and provide value. Love it. Show up and provide value. Well, Sam, thanks again for coming on the show today, man. Josh, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.